in all reality, this is really what everybody's been waiting. Everybody's been waiting. Everybody's been waiting. Patrick Webster Small, and we are here on the Webster Phenomenon. And that's right, we are the Illuminati. Everybody who's listening and everybody, actually every human on the face of this planet is has the capability of being Illuminati. And that is the truth. So uh, tonight, Saturday night, welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I think right away what we're going to do, before we get into anything else, because we have a pretty large show for you, I think we're going to do this. and see how you go with that as well. <laughs> you see that? She's a true Australian. <laughs> see that, everybody? Um, all right, let's welcome in Brenda. Brenda Scott is my uh, co-host on the flip side of the world. How's it going tonight, Brenda? Or today for you? Yeah, it's this afternoon here, so um, a little bit later than our regular time because of your time change, but all good. Yeah, very good. Uh-huh. A little bit of rain here today and a bit cloudy. But weather's getting warmer, so it's not as cold as it used to be. And I think you're actually going the other way now, getting colder. <laughs> yep, we're opposite of that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, fun. it's all good. <laughs> it's fun. It's so fun. Well, where I live in the summer, it's ridiculous. It's, you know, really hot. And so when it cools off, it's a relief, but then there's not enough of it. It just, then it gets cold. Not really cold, so, yeah. So I guess we got to go to Hawaii. Let's just broadcast the show from Hawaii. I'm in. Anybody <laughs> down for that? Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Brenda, tonight we're going to talk about Illuminati and who Illuminati is and who Illuminati was and how this myth got started that Illuminati is some people that are the central control. I think they call that the cabal who have the central control over the world, basically the money because money does run everything. 
Yeah. I think that's the cabal. Uh, That wouldn't be the Illuminati by any definition or anything. So um, we will get into that in a few. But I think first we really, as non-political as this show remains. Generally is, yes. That that we've invited Donald Trump, the president-elect, United States President-elect Donald Trump, who was elected this week, this last week, a few days ago, and there's a lot of uproar about it over here in the states. Believe me, there's a there's a lot of demonstrations. One big one going on in Vegas, not too far from me right now. So uh, we've invited Donald Trump to listen to our podcast for a couple reasons, and the main one is. So that he becomes aware immediately as president of what's going on in the sky if he doesn't already pay attention to it. Most people don't. Even people who are in charge, they just they look away from it. So we wanted Donald Trump to hear this and to hear our podcast and to hear basically this. I put this at the start because I want him he doesn't have a whole lot of time I understand that I'm sure he's just he's just tripping on the choice that he made right now and I'm sure you are Mr. President Trump that you're tripping on the choice that you made and that now you're starting to know things that maybe you didn't even want to know because now they're going to start you're going to think about those things and business is going to be kind of second to all of this incredible knowledge that you're going to come into or you are coming into. And this is part of it, the Webster phenomena. If you haven't already been told by NASA, who knows about me, us, and what we do, uh, then you're hearing it right now that uh, we have discovered the very thread of reality. And they are conscious beings who are threading this reality together. These are conscious beings. These are what we have dubbed on this earth the ancients or the ancient aliens or the ancient gods. So I'm sure you've heard this because, I mean, guys like David Wilcock have put this out there and, and heard it from whistleblowers who have heard it from other people. That, that the buzzword in the government is that the Sumerian gods have returned. So if you don't know this yet, you're going to know it. But President Trump, we need you to address this. And to, because it's throwing a lot of people into confusion on this earth as to what's going on in the sky and why things are so weird. Nobody wants to ask because nobody wants to make waves because nobody wants to be noticed like that. Everybody wants to be noticed and, and get famous and make money off of it, but you don't want to be noticed to be the, the one who's just asking too many questions. That doesn't, that's not the cool person to be anymore. And then the people who are screaming out all of this conspiracy theory it's crazy. It's craziness, the stuff that people are coming up with and that there's depopulation going on and all this stuff because of the chemtrails. Anybody who has any level of IQ, which mine is 
very high. It's just a fact. If anybody has any any decent level of IQ, you can and and you're noticing the chemtrails and you're following them and you're actually publicizing the fact and exploiting the fact that they're there, then you should be knowing what I know. You should be finding what I found because that's how I found them. So that is the trail. And if you're not on that trail, so that's what I'm telling, asking the president to please be open about this stuff. This is going to be the key to you. If you can be open about uh, the presence of interdimensional and extraterrestrial beings and clear this up for humanity so humanity can move on, I truly believe that you will be the, the big, you will take the place as the best president that ever became president of the United States. Otherwise, you're in for a bunch of stuff there because you just you're not the guy who who has what it takes to be that face of that you're a businessman and you should be somewhere in the mix but not there we need your intelligence and your smarts a business and the business side of of government as a consultant or something but you could really make a difference if you really stand up for humanity as a planet and remember that you're deciding to make friends with all these nations, then now we're going to stand up as a planet like we always should have. And we're going to get into all that too. But we ask you to recognize the Webster phenomena as the discovery of these elemental beings. And we will we will teach you. We'll, we'll show your researchers what's up. This is real stuff. This is real stuff. And not very many people are awakening to it, but we are awakening thousands by the, by the month. Thousands. The WebsterPhenomena.com is my website. And, uh, and we don't, by the way, everybody, we don't make a dime. Me or Brenda, we don't make a dime off of this. In fact, we pay quite a few dimes to just do this and it's a gift for everybody for humanity we're giving you a gift because we're paying for it and we're handing it to you on a platter so it's a gift we don't make one cent off of this so there you go um and we love doing it we will continue to do it as long as it takes the you know our profit is this is not we don't do this for profit with a FIT profit. We do this more for the profit, the P-H-E-T. We're more of that than caring about what the profit is. Our profit comes in the when this whole scenario is over. Our profit comes on the other side. We know it's waiting for us. We don't have to worry about it. We want all of you to have that profit and enjoy the treasures on the other side as well. We're all going to leave this plane at some point. It's, it's, that's, the, that's the gig of this plane. You come, you leave. You experience as much as possible while you're here. So we've all been caught up in the slave state here. So anyway, thank you, uh, Mr. 
President-elect Trump for listening. And, um, you know, we'll let you get on your day. But please um, contact me through my website by email. Have your people contact me. And we'll get together, and I'll teach you everything you need to know about this. And I'll teach NASA because I know they're struggling with it. And, uh, you know, they're just – they were all hot and – and bothered over it, and then they got quiet. So maybe they figured it out. I don't know. Oh, I'm just waiting for the phone call. That's it. Or the car to show up, you know, pick me up. Let's do this. We and, have a um, lot to We have a lot to tell, don't we, Brenda? We have a lot to tell. Oh yeah. Definitely. There's no way we can tell what we know in even the hours of, the what hundred hours of podcast that we've that we've uh, produced? No, and then some of what we know is beyond what. Mo- I mean, if people can't fathom this, this is this is the kindergarten level. So the other information we have is way beyond that. So that's the stuff we need to share with people who are in the NASA range or up higher up that they may understand it so yes for sure we have to keep it on that level for for the general humanity because humanity is only as good as the as the least as the lesser person you know humanity's not as good as the best person humanity's uh, us as a whole we're only as good as the as the least good person otherwise we haven't done our job we don't pick each other up anymore. We just everyone wants to trash and trash the other person. Look at the presidential. If anybody saw anything about the presidential debates, it was a trash fest. And the one that did all the trashing won, and that's sad for for humanity. That's sad. the The way that that person carried themselves through that is sad. I was saddened by it. That you know, that it just shows people that, hey, you can have a ton of money and still not have that class it takes to to just be classy, you know? How I always say be a good human, that's what I mean, you know? Be a classy human, man. Pick someone up when you see they fell. Don't just walk by them. Don't try to push them down. Man, the world we live in. So Illuminati. Oh, we got a lot to talk about there. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's a very in all reality, that way. <laughs> yeah, it's only been muddied by humanity, by people. Yep. It, it's a very simple scenario. Um, but first, what I want to do is uh, take a sip of my coffee. I'm I'm trying to to slow the pace down in this podcast. Because I believe that it's a lot of the stuff I'm saying is really flying, I don't want to say over people's heads, because I want everybody, I want you to know, I'm not saying that, you're, that you have less intelligence than anybody. I'm saying that this, that you've been taught to not listen to anything that's outside of the box. That's just what everybody's been told, that outside of the box doesn't exist. But it does exist, and that's what we're telling you, that we have not only, you know, seen a ghost, we found where all the ghosts are and what they are, and they've been floating over your head forever. 
agency, we're putting together some major things to where it's so hard to put wrap your head around that you because you have to reverse a lot of your thinking and open up both sides of your brain and let the and 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 let it reflow, let this information reflow through your brain. And there's lots of ways that you can get to the point where your mind is this open and you can you can meditate is the is the best way. Read books like Whitley Stryber, uh, The Key. Read books like uh, like Raw, A Humble Messenger. There's, it's a five book set. I would definitely read it. Um, the Celestine Prophecy. Now, The Celestine Prophecy, James Redfield, such a great book. I'd love to have him speak on our show or, or do a, a meet with him. I would love to meet with all these people because they all have the vision. And it's like I have the conduit that connects all these visions. That's what Brenda and I bring to the table. And we're ready to start meeting with these people and uh, utilizing this information to better humanity. That's what needs to happen. Everybody needs to jump in, and we need to better humanity, and there's better ways to, to be. But first I want to explain the Webster phenomenon. The reason it's called the Webster phenomenon is because Webster is my middle name. That was my dad's name, his middle name. I inherited that middle name. I think it's a classy name because it stands for a language, the dictionary. And, um, and my dad was also involved in uh, aerospace with a company a ways back in, in aerospace. So, uh, you know, that's why I named it after him basically the Webster phenomena and what the Webster phenomena is, it is the realization and the discovery. These are, t these happen simultaneously. The realization that means making it real in your mind and the discovery of extraterrestrial is what we're going to call them because we found them not just on earth, but, all over the place, all over the universe, found them on other planets. We've seen them uh, on, the, uh, I found a video where somebody caught them on the moon. Uh, we see them in the clouds all the time. They are the clouds. Uh, we see them throughout nature in the flowers and the rocks. Now this is, uh, let me finish this explanation. The, uh, the realization and discovery of extraterrestrial, they are actually elemental beings. They are the elements, but they are beings. They have a form, and it's very much human. There's a couple things about them that are completely non-human, or we just are not evolved to that place yet. And that's where we're trying to get to, and that's where we become Illuminati. So this is all, it's all tying together. Stick with me here. Hang in there. 
So the Webster phenomena is the realization and discovery of these extraterrestrial elemental beings that are making up and they, they survive, they, they live all throughout nature. They're integrated all throughout nature in the atmosphere, meaning the clouds. They're the space in between the clouds. They are the beings. They are the great hidden ones that have always been spoken about but never found or seen. These are the ancient gods, the animal-headed gods that you see on the walls in Egypt. These are them. We have discovered the ancient gods, where they are, why they were ever seen. is because people like us, the illuminated, the Illuminati, saw them, and they didn't want to keep them secret. So they told people by painting them on walls. Brenda, is it time for us to get some paint? I like it. <laughs> it's about that time. Time to tag up the walls a little bit. Was that the Egyptian, a lot of that, was that just Egyptian tagging or, you know, uh, it's, it's incredible. What's incredible is that these Egyptians, they, they saw this. We know they saw them because we're seeing the exact same beings, but we're seeing them in an etheric form, so they're a little bit obscured. Is it to your understanding, Brenda, that the ancient uh, humans saw and dealt with the actual beings who are making these forms all throughout uh, nature and the clouds? Yes, in my opinion, it would be. Um, I don't see an ancient civilization like the Egyptians spending so much time and so much effort that they put into inscribing the walls and painting the details and uh, the explanations that they have in the tombs if this is not what they uh, encountered. You know, if this was just some fairy story, I don't see them spending that much time on it. You know, we're talking about years and years and years of perfecting these terms for these, these kings to go to the afterlife and stuff. So this had to be something that they experienced for them to do that. Exactly. They had to experience. I mean, what we're seeing is the, uh, well, what the government is, the buzzword of the government is it's the return of the Sumerian gods. So taking that into consideration, what we're seeing is the advent or the reveal of these beings. It's like, uh, it's like you have this, this, thing in the corner of your room and it's covered in a blanket and you just kind of leave it there and just go oh yeah it's just a lump with a blanket and then you know after I don't know a few thousands of years that this whatever's under that blanket jumps up and reveals whatever it is under the blanket that's exactly what's happening on earth to put it very very simply we've seen all this in our shroud of 
uh, ignorance is the best way to put it, although it makes people sound stupid. And ignorant is not a word that means stupid or dumb or non-intelligent. Ignorant only means that your focus is not on that. You're ignoring something. That's what ignorant means. So when I say that, I'm not talking down to people. I'm, I'm just enlightening you that you may be ignoring something that's pretty important. And I'm just here to enlighten you on that. That's it. That's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that's what the Webster phenomenon is. It's the discovery of the beings that create all of reality. So that's pretty huge, wouldn't you say? Can we take a poll on that? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's just funny how huge. the 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 re yeah, it's it's the biggest thing. <clears throat> this is the biggest discovery ever in the history of this civilization. I write it on my posts, I say it on my podcasts, I tell people in my personal life about it at work they agree we have uh uh interviews with uh people at our work at our place of business and our our people in our personal lives we played them last week on last week's podcast everybody listen back to last week's podcast because we've got three great interviews on there from just regular folks who didn't know shit before we came along and now they're becoming enlightened and their kids are becoming enlightened because we speak to people about this. We don't keep it secret. This is an item that many people would keep secret. And there's many reasons for that, because this is the top knowledge on Earth right now. That's why I'm trying to give this to the President of the United States. Maybe this one will freaking listen. Obama never listened. I hit him up for three years straight. No, NASA listened, but then they decided to be quiet. And believe me, I'm watching my back. <laughs> I'm not paranoid or anything. No. Wait, what was that? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not paranoid. Um, Brenda's paranoid. No. <laughs> ah, I'm all the way over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. They could never get there. <laughs> no, yeah. we just have the black ops shoppers over here bloody five times a day. It's all right. We're good. See, yeah, no, they're not watching you at all. Nah. You're just another, you know, person. No, we, see, that's what I'm saying. We are the Illuminati. We're being watched by, we know we're being watched by certain factions to see what we say because we're coming with the best information. We're the only ones in the world who are publicizing this exact information and putting together the dots so perfectly and concisely. And we're coming with confidence. That's what we want to bring you, everybody, a confident discovery. And so we're looking to do a documentary. We're, we're uh, 
we would love to have somebody step up and just go, yeah, here's the money to do it, you know, a couple hundred thousand. We can make a nice – we could start on the documentary and get it rolling. I'm sure we could get it – we get a lot done with 200 grand, but, you know, oh, that's yeah. what it takes these days to make a to make a documentary. Takes a couple hundred thousand to make a, make a good one. So we are working on that. And if you'd like to help us and get your name on the Nobel Prize when it comes out, when, when we win it, uh, that would be awesome too. Um, that's uh, definitely in the cards because this is Nobel, Nobel Prize stuff. This is the stuff that makes up that prize. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. It doesn't matter. This, it makes no difference. This this the Webster phenomena is the signature of God. Now I've said that before, and then I've said it on one of my live videos, and somebody said, "Well, how is this God?" And it's like I didn't say it's God. I said it's the signature of God, which means that it's a stamp, just like when you write your signature on something. Like let's just say a painting or anything that you create, you sign it. So God has done that. The creator, I should say. God turns a lot of, that name turns a lot of people off. I understand that. I was the same way until I found all this and realized who this is actually God's. But when it comes to the creator, the creator leaves a mark on everything. And we have found that mark. We know what it is. No matter what we're talking about, the creator has left its mark on that thing. 98% of the time it's visible. And if I can sit down with a scientist or researcher or Donald Trump or his people or NASA, I can explain this to everybody so they'll get it and then understand how it's connected to the ancient gods directly connected, and it will fill the gaps in the research that's being done about the ancients and the pyramids and the Sphinx, the Hall of Records, the history of Earth, where souls go, the afterlife, the underworld. We can handle all of that. We can begin to understand all of that. It will not be this thing that, like our soul. Your soul will not be this thing that's, that's off somewhere or whatever. You will understand that your soul is actually the energy that, that is giving your body. It's actually energy. Just as you think of it, as soon as you say soul, your soul, what do you picture? You picture this ball of energy. Exactly. It's electrifying your body and making it spark, like a spark plug. It's putting it into motion and giving your higher self the ability to have experience here in 3D. So we can get into that at another time. We're going to get into the Illuminati here in a second. Um, right now, I'm going to play a song. Let me see if I can find this one. Yeah. This is a great song, and I just ran into this today. It's by B.O.B., Bobby Ray. And you just wouldn't expect this coming from Bobby Ray. So uh, I was really surprised. And I love some of the stuff that Bobby Ray's done. I think it's great. Um, 
and uh, I just like to thank everybody for for listening tonight. It's a been a weird week. Oh man, I'm still in shock. Sorry, President Trump, but um, I guess you're not president yet, but you might as well be. Uh, I think Obama stopped being president like six months ago. So <laughs> we've been kind of running with nobody at the helm. <laughs> We're just just blind straight over there. <laughs> free balling, right? We're talking about that. Free balling. Yeah, we're going commando here in the U.S. Check this out. Yeah. See you on the other side.
Robbie Ray, B.O.B. And that song is called The Ghost in the Machine. Oh, appropriate, man. Nice song. Uh, welcome back to the Webster Phenomenon. And uh, I've got my co-host, Brenda Scott. She's in Australia. Bren, are you in the room? I are in the room. I'm here. <laughs> she are here. I Everything, here. even her arse. Her arse. <laughs> it's parked on the seat. <laughs> arse. Arse. You know what that reminds me of? Uh. <laughs> now, you know, last show, I didn't even go here. That was oh, that's wonderful. Weird. You usually can't help yourself. <laughs> I know, and I didn't even go here. Well, I Everybody loves Pirates of the Caribbean so much because of the music. In fact, if you look up all of the movies that Hans Zimmer has scored, they're all hits, and this is why. about music like that which is actually instrumental is that uh, without the words I think the music just lets you go wherever you go I think words in a song actually control your thinking about where that song should be and with instrumental music because there is no words your mind is free to take on whatever form it chooses when it goes with the music and that's what I really love about it that's absolutely true. And I was thinking that during that song as well. Those exact thoughts that, wow, this music is really taking me for a ride. Okay, so let's see what this one does.
one word description, Brent. Uh, past. Wisdom. All right, now let's, let's try this just real quick. One word description. One word. Okay. Future. It's moving forward in one in a forward direction for me. Nice. I I got stealth. with the when the thoughts with the thoughts of blending in and your mm-hmm. image. My image was like the steps forward. So walking, it's like stepping into the future. And then there's, nice. a, there's also a, there's also a determination in that in those steps and in that forward movement. For sure, this this self determination, like this inward outward thing. Yeah, and with like the you other shake one, shake your the head one, like you're just yes. Yes, and then with the <laughs> other one where I said past. The past is also yeah. one where you reflect. So with reflection, yes. as you said, comes wisdom. Because that's where we gain our Absolutely. wisdom from, is from what we've been through and so what we've experienced. And from that, we gain the current insight we have, which we call wisdom. Exactly. Exactly. And gaining knowledge instead of just uh, stewing with speculation constantly. If you deal with knowledge, it's a lot more confident. It creates a lot more confident uh, self, and it allows you to be more of yourself than you could ever know. Uh, to be actually confident about what's happening around you, it helps you integrate into that. And it is the reason why we aren't. Uh, front page because we aren't that type to be uh uh wow the words escaping me but uh um uh what is it we're not a spectacle what we deal with is nature and nature is the blend of everything the background actually to the human experience nature, nature is subtle extremely subtle and the the true nature, we're talking about the great hidden ones. Oh, you want to talk about subtle? That's <laughs> well, why sometimes you they meditate. can come at you rather hard. <laughs> yeah, depending on, you know, their mood. But the, it's it's the meditating. It's the reason meditation is so important because it puts you into the place where you can be communicated with. That's the next level of all of this is the communication with these beings. They can communicate through electronics. 
we I've had it. I've been texted by, and I know this sounds whack, and I can't prove it to you, so you got it. I have somebody that can testify to it because they saw it as well, but I cannot prove that this it all the way track it back to them other than they signed their name at the end of the text. Now, remember when, Brenda, do you remember on the website when I was first starting the website and you first came along that I got, I received a comment on my website that was clearly put through a translator. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, and that this, the words were clearly from a translator because the way that a human would form those words, they wouldn't use certain words with other words, even though it comes, it comes to the same meaning. It was from a translator. So it could have been anybody, but the, this was clearly one that was saying, don't be discouraged. Keep going with what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. Don't listen to the people that are, they're just, they're ignoring it because it's too hard to grasp. And that was the message that I got from that comment, and I never published it because it was too sensitive. It was very sensitive, some of the stuff that this, I'm going to say, being was saying on it that I didn't want to put out at that point. Okay, let's get into this Illuminati stuff. Man, it's just been screwed around with, and I'm going to let Brenda take a lot of this. But I'm just going to say for starters that Illuminati means enlightened if you want to extend that it means the enlightened ones or the illuminated illuminated so illuminated means that you are the light you are in the light you are the light you are lit up by light so, you know, all the light workers, <laughs> start putting this stuff together, everybody. Start putting it together. We've separated everything and dissected it so much. I'm the surgeon here on earth that's going to start sewing this stuff back up together like it's supposed to be. The Illuminati are the illuminated ones. Now, Brenda, do you believe that we should start by telling the histor about the historical Bavarian Illuminati? Uh, if you want to, you can. It was, it dep depends where you're actually starting from. We're going to start from where this myth of Illuminati, we won't go back any farther. This myth of Illuminati that has made it all the way up to today basically encompass a certain amount of people that are running everything. That's not the, uh, the name that they use. If we're talking about the cabal or whoever the top families are, whatever, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Illuminati. It's two different things, folks. Now the, here's the origin and I'm going to read this from research that I've done that the historical Bavarian Illuminati. According to available documents, the ancient illuminated seers of Bavaria, 
commonly known as the Bavarian Illuminati, were founded by Adam Washop on May the 1st, 1776. Based on his early training from Jesuit priests, other anti-Masonic sources report that Washop was hostile to Jesuits and the Catholic Church. So right there, you got your muddying starting already. First two sentences. Okay, so this, so I'm going to tell you about this guy real quick. And some interesting stuff, how it relates to me. Johann Adam Washop was born February 6th, 1748. Well, 1748, I wasn't alive yet, but February 6th is my birthday. So there's an interesting little tidbit in... He was, he was born in, in Bavaria. He was educated by the Jesuits. Uh, do you, um, off the top of your head, Bryn, do you know who the Jesuits were? Yeah, they're the Jewish, of Jewish faith. And what did they actually, they were the, the they were called like the family of Jesus or something, right? Uh, I'm not quite sure. They were the, the, the Jesuit is a member of the Society of Jesus, Society of Jesus, a Roman Catholic order of religious men founded by St. Ignatius of Loyola, noted for its educational, missionary, and charitable works, once regarded by many of the principal agents of the counter-reformation and later a leading force in modernizing the church. That's pretty interesting. So that's the Jesuits. So after founding the, uh, okay, so let's, let's get into this guy. In 73, the Pope, Pope Clement suppressed the society of, of Jesus, resulting in Jesuits losing their positions at the universities the Jesuits had founded. So losing the the positions in the places that they had actually started. Shortly after Washop was appointed as professor of natural and and Canaan law at the University of Ingolstadt, his appointment was considered controversial by sources both friendly and hostile towards Jesuits. After founding the Bavarian Illuminati in in 1776, Washop was initiated into a Masonic lodge of strict observance. Lodge Theodore of Good Counsel, it was called, in Munich early in in 1777. Membership in the Illuminati grew slowly at first around 1780 when Baron Adolf Francois Frederick Nig, we'll call him Kneig, joined the group and brought with him the rituals for three degrees of symbolic Freemasonry. So here's the introduction of Freemasonry into the Bavarian Illuminati. And a total of 10 degrees within the Illuminati documents have been found for the first eight levels. From 1780 to 1783, the Illuminati grew from dozens to over 3,000 members. Okay, let let me just read this and then you can take it, Brent. I know you want to say some stuff here. The professed goal of the Bavarian Illuminati, this is the important thing, was to teach people to be happy, 
by encouraging them to be good, by illuminating the mind and freeing it from prejudice and superstition. Are you hearing this, everybody? This is the Illuminati. This is the big, scary Illuminati. Their goal is to teach people to be happy by encouraging them to be good, by illuminating the mind and freeing it from prejudice and superstition. The leaders of Bavaria by late 1783 had heard rumors that the Illuminati were organizing with the intent of changing the government. As a result, Duke Karl Theodore of Bavaria issued edicts on June 22, 1784, for the suppression of the Bavarian Illuminati. So now they became a society that that the quote-unquote government at that time wanted to suppress and repeated the edicts twice in 1785. After these edicts, it was no longer safe to be associated with the Illuminati. Now, edicts are like proclamations that tell people this is what's what. So after these, it was no longer safe to be associated with the Illuminati, at least in Bavaria. So now it became kind of a hands-off group, and if you were, it was secret, had to be secret. So there's the, here comes the secret part. In 1785, Washop was removed from his university position and banished from Bavaria with a pension, which he refused. (laughs) Uh, He first moved to Regensburg, Bavaria, and then received asylum with uh, some duke in uh, Germany. He was appointed a professor at the University of Göttingen, where he taught until his death, November 18, 1830. Now, there's all kinds of rituals and whatever that people put together with, with Masons and Illuminati, which right there you're seeing, you just, saw, you just heard in simple form where the Illuminati was created, where it became secret, and when it became connected with the Freemasons because somebody joined the Illuminati who was a Mason. And now you're going to hear how it got trashed. Brenda, you know about that, right? Yeah, well, it's <clears throat> it's actually quite complicated because Freemasonry actually pre-existed um, the, the, uh, the Bavarian Illuminati. However, because Freemasons were just basically builders of churches and cathedrals and uh, they used to have their monthly meetings to uh, get together and just have a chat about how they were going to construct these large castles and buildings, etc. And most of the men who did this, even though they were hands-on labourers, they were also very scientific, they were into mathematics and they were also very free thinkers. And there was two two branches of masonry, one being the English and one being the Scottish. Anyway, over time, so basically what's happened is they all formed sub-branches and then eventually, um, as you say, it spread out over the world and that's how you got over to the Bavarian side. That's when all the groups started to split up and started to do different things. Now, the Freemasons have never been a society 
to have a preference for religion. One of the, the only criteria for um, Masons to believe in is that there is a supreme being and that they uh, believe in like the four cardinal virtues, which are temperance, fortitude, prudence and justice, and that they practice brotherly love, relief and truth to help better mankind. Now, this is where the secret stuff started going in because what happened is Freemasons used to be just basically um, the actual tradesmen themselves. And then as they had these meetings, they started to bring in societal members to start speaking at meetings and they started bringing in what they call um, non non-practicing members. So they were just people of society, not people who were actually Masons. And this is how you started getting your gentry that started to join the Freemasons. And then with that, as they formed all their separate groups, um, some of them started to break away and become, as you say, more secret societies. And they all have... Um, Masons developed a code and um, they had a certain type of ritual practice that they used to practice with their... Um, with their apprentices and stuff like that. So when they used to travel around the country, they could get food, board and, and um, work wherever they went because it was like a password that got them to places where other people couldn't get to. But as it spread out and became a bigger organisation, like I said, there was no controls, if you like, in place about how these societies were run. So this is where you started to get a collection of either noblemen or a, a high, um, you know, big businessman that would get together and start putting plans together to do certain things. So this is where it sort of split up from the original form of Freemasonry into, the, if you like, the secret society aspect of it. Now, when you look at the word cabal, all cabal actually means is a group or secret society. It doesn't particularly point at any um, religious uh, persuasion or anything like that. It just can be any secret meeting or political group. So, you know, it's not, it's not a particular um, faith or anything like that. Now with, um, like I said, through the ages, these, Groups, especially apparently, because they were like a city, they went from England and Scotland, they went over to Bavaria and parts of Europe, and then eventually made their way to the Americas and then into Australia. So, when it got into the Americas, it split up even to into more groups. And this is again where you get even more secret societies, and this is how it's pretty much gotten a bad name, if you like, as being a secret society because there is no no one head of an overall body. They're all individually. Each, each lodge, as they call it, is an entity to itself. So it doesn't have an overall someone to answer back to necessarily. Like you have your local lodge and then you have your grand lodge, but those grand lodges don't have an overall body that controls them. So they pretty much do right. make There's their no, own Right, there's no, like, God <laughs> of it. No, as long as... Running the whole the only, thing. Yeah, no, there is no entity above them all that says he can't come in because of whatever. There is nothing. These people can hold right. 
different religious views they can and people say oh well you know um they don't let in racist people or that well that's actually not true as long as when they go to these meetings they don't bring that with them to the meeting they can believe whatever the heck they like on the outside and this is where it gets really seedy and not very nice because the overall belief system of them is that people should be good and kind and share brotherly love and one thing and the other but all the new the newer chapters and all the lodges they just have this this uh understanding that if you don't agree with one another just don't bring it into the into the into the building what you do on the outside doesn't matter which is actually not a good thing and that's how come there's right. this this attachment of this horrible um seeing all this as being um some sort of secret society when it's not because i mean one lot of lodges could be doing one thing and then the other lot of lodges are perfectly you know attuned with either you know, they may follow more of a Christian path or they may follow a more of a Jewish path or they may just have a, a, a non-denominational path and just be working for charities and stuff. And then you've got your other ones that have gone down completely the other path and truly become the secret societies. And that's like tarring them all with the same brush and it doesn't work that way because originally the society was of the free thinkers. It was people who brought new ideas, so illuminated the population, opened their eyes. Right, and exactly. And that was an amazing depiction of all that. Uh, and you really laid it out there. And, you know, the it's interesting, too, that the the reason that the government is brought into all this and especially in this myth, and you know how myths get stirred up and, and mixed up like a game of telephone down five people, something changes extremely by the time you get to within, you know, 10 seconds, the message conveyed between Change five people together. completely changes. Yeah. yeah. So that's how, that's in essence how myths happen. And they're never exactly right, although the main characters are usually there. So the government when it comes to, uh, let's call them secret societies, because they had to become secret societies at one point in their history because the government was such an entity that it wasn't like today where they're held accountable for everything. The government could come in and just wipe you out. No questions. There's not no cell phones or anything to take pictures, people, brutality, anything like that. They just come in and just handle it. Why not? So – Government leaders at the time where they were really vying for, uh, for jurisdiction and stature did not like these societies that were groups of very rich, powerful men. They didn't like this. They, it, it was, uh, they, were, they were afraid of it. It was a possible issue, just like another country is a possible issue. And these are for also free thinkers that were coming up with new ideas, they, and they could fund it. Any new idea, that was an, an issue. And for a while there, the Bavarian Illuminati, not even an offshoot of masonry. They were just some, a group that was, came up with by some guy. It grew, 
because it was popular to create new ideas and to want a better life and a better future for humanity. And then they got tied in with the Masons because somebody brought in some degrees and said, hey, let's do this. And they were like, oh, okay. And, um, and then when the government also... came. Yeah, go ahead. Go on, go on. You go, I'll, I'll talk after. <laughs> I was just going to rehash what I, what I already said, so go ahead. No, no. So what what I was also saying is about um, you know how you were talking about Pope Clement when he brought in the decree against the Bavarian Illuminati. There was also at the same time basically any that the same decree, and this was in um, 1738. He brought the decree in that no member of the Catholic Church was allowed to be a member of Freemasonry. Across the board, it was actually called a papal bull, B-U-L-L, that he brought in, that no member of a Catholic persuasion could be a member of Freemasonry. And this was also, oh, re- yeah. this was also um, reconfirmed in 1983. Now, the irony in, of this... In, in 1783... No, right. 1983. This was reconfirmed by the Vatican that no Catholic oh, okay. member right. can be a member of Freemasonry. So it was originally set down by Pope Clement the Twelfth in 1738 to say that no members could be a member of Freemasonry, and it was reconfirmed in 1983 by the Vatican. The same rule again. Now, I totally believe that because the Vatican, the leader of the Catholic Church, and basically most of Christi are all of Christianity, it, all, it, all the church has ever done is attempted to tell people how to live. And it's not about bettering humanity. It's about serving something they know nothing of, just this, you know, something where there's no proof, like this air. Like, here, serve this air. In fact, we want you to, to eat the body and drink the blood of this, of this uh, etheric person. I'm only going to go into it that far because, man, I start pissing off uh, Christians and <laughs> Catholics especially real quick when I start talking like that. But I'm telling you. It's always looked like that to me, folks. I was a Catholic when I grew up. I was born again Christian at some point in my teens. And in both scenarios, I saw that they wanted me to eat something and pretend it was the body of a man and then to drink something and pretend it was the blood of a man. Now, that to me sounds like cannibalism and uh, like a vampire. That's what it reminded me of. I'm just saying the truth. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying that's what it reminded me of. So I'm just wondering if anybody else is feeling that way or <laughs> I know people are. I've talked well, extensively with people about it. A lot of people who feel that way about baptizing their children. There's a lot of people say, you know, like I um for for reasons of one and the other with my first two children they were baptized into the religion of their father. However, with my, my own son, I, I, I've never christened him or baptised him. I think it's a personal choice. 
Um, and also, I mean, along with you, you know how you said when they were saying, you know, this is the body of Christ and this is the blood of Christ for you to uh, receive what they were giving you with those thoughts in mind. Ingest. Ingest. <laughs> but when, when you baptise a child, you're giving your child the words that you use are you giving the soul of this child and the body of this child to an entity. And some people aren't comfortable with that. They're like, depending where your thinking goes, do you know what I mean? So that's why a lot of people may hold yeah. off because they want the child to have that choice of who they give their, their being to, being of free will. Because a right. child doesn't have free will doesn't... the parent if it doesn't sit right with the kid, then the kid is a, is extraordinary and will reject it. But if it if the kid goes along with it, just like most kids do, so they can survive, just like we all do, so we can all survive, then you're going to play along with it and eventually become that. And you know, people know people who are Jesus freaks, and we, that we call that because they freak on it. And if you ever try to talk to them, and and go against the grain, then they get extremely upset, red-faced, extremely upset, and it's usually a yelling match or a fight is next. And that's why there's been so many wars over this exact subject, because it creates that inside feeling where you want to stand up for that ultimate thing, because if you're not going to stand up for that, what is there? Yeah. Well, see, that's <laughs> and when everybody occurs. finds out who God is, then they're going to go, oh, and we did all yeah. this? For, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, baptism generally occurs when the child's less than 12 months old, so the child has no say. Right, and it wasn't the child's free will, so most likely no, it's, it's always rejected because most, it was not the free say, will of the child. Well, most people say it's for the protection of the child's soul should anything happen to them. Well, in my understanding, all children go to God anyway, irregardless, baptised or not. God forbid anything should ever come to them. Do you know what I mean? So why, you know, in my opinion, I don't deem it necessary. I think it should be a person's free will about where their religion goes or where their choice goes. Yeah. For sure, and like I said, if it's not the if it's not the entities, the the in this case a child, if it's not the child's free will, then it will not stick because the child has to decide. Uh, someone else can't decide for the child, so it will be in a a scenario that the child will have to live in. But it didn't doesn't stick unless the child decides to take that on in their life uh, through whatever through uh, duress or or true pure choice or whatever it is uh the child will take that on or not uh it it i don't believe uh that that creates any kind of possession or anything like that um when it comes to the souls you know we all are here energetically and Our body is simply a vehicle that we utilize just like we would utilize a player on a video game. Like, let's say I'm I'm Mario and you're Luigi. 
Well, then I have the body of Mario and you have the body of Luigi. Wait, I want to be the tall guy. (laughs) You are the tall guy. (laughs) 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 I'm not tall. (laughs) But but, um, the, the... the thing is that we use the we use these bodies to experience here on earth. And when we reach a certain level of being illuminated, and that means a perspective where you understand this plane of experience, where you understand it and you begin to see the next plane, you know you're on the way. It's just like when you're uh you're on the road in the desert to uh, uh, between, uh, let's just say, uh, California and, and Las Vegas. And it's just desert, 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 desert. And then all of a sudden you start seeing the lights of Vegas in the distance. That's what us who are seeing, we are beginning to see the new reality that's coming into view. We're noticing it. We're realizing it. We're discovering it. That's what's happening in this scenario right now. That is what the Webster phenomenon is. You are be- if you are uh, seeing this phenomenon, the Webster phenomenon, you are experiencing illumination. Now stick with me and don't just see it and run off. Stick with me and listen to what this is and why it is. And what's coming next, and what these beings actually look like, so you can understand exactly what these beings and where they are. I uh, I uh, have received extensive knowledge on this, and there's no way I could tell you about it on a podcast. I would have to be sitting one on one. I would have to notice your level of acceptance and then tell you on that level because I know now how to convey this to people on different levels. We either talk about the blanket in the corner of the room and the, you know, whatever's under the blanket popping up after thousands of years, or we talk about how this directly connects the ancient aliens to our present day. And we can talk about pharaohs, and we can talk about the Uraeus, and I can actually show you the Uraeus on my head. And lately, there's other things. We're going to have to do another show on on my head because there's some crazy stuff going on. But it's just those are the things that I don't talk about, you guys. The reason is it's too far off, and I have the perspective to understand what makes somebody look crazy. And I'm pushing the envelope already. (laughs) 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 Really, really pushing it. Every time I mention my head. Uh, I mean, do you notice, friend, that I'll have an an amazing picture? You will post an amazing post on my page, and it'll get, you know, 20, 30 likes. And then I'll post... The, some of the most amazing stuff I've ever seen, the Uraeus, the serpent on top of my head, compare it to an ancient stone carving that looks almost exactly the same. Take and it. <laughs> also a picture of a being 
that decided to materialize on my head when I was taking a picture of my head on top of it, showing how the being plants itself on the top of your crown and is really, in, in all reality, born out of your third, out of your pineal and your hypothalamus and your amygdala. These are the three glands that create the eye of Horus, the third eye, whatever you want to call it, the all-seeing eye. It's the reason I see all. How do I know I see all? I don't, but I guarantee I see more than everybody else because so far I haven't met anybody that sees it all. Like I said, I have to be in, we have to be sitting and looking at the same thing so we can both agree that it's there. Otherwise, it's just me telling you, hey, this is going on, and you're like, yeah, right, it's outside of my understanding. I don't even get it. Go outside and look at the clouds and accept what you see. Do you see humanoid figures on the clouds? Guess what? That's what they are. What are they doing up there? (laughs) They're looking at you. Look at them. Do you see them looking down? Yes. Do you see them driving their cloud across the sky? Yes. You see thousands of them popping up on top and below on these chemtrails that we call chemtrails in the sky? Absolutely. Do you see the chemtrails spread out and turn into a a serpent? More than not. Man, keep your eyes open, you guys. These reptiles, it's the serpents. It's the reason serpents have been so big in our lore. We are creating the historical documents Or it sounds like Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> we are creating the historical documents for the next civilization. This is what we are creating. So in the essence of the, uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, grabbing some paint, starting painting on the walls. Hey, that's what happened before. And look, if we were to paint, we would paint almost the exact same things. In fact, our paintings would be more precise than the Egyptians. Because we can see, we can really see these beings and see what's going on. So we have a little jump on them. There was an age of Egyptians, we'll call them the Sumerians, that spent time with these actual beings in physical. Or they were all in etheric, one or the other. But what they did was they left artifacts for us to look at. If you look at, just dial up Sumerian tablets and take a look. You're going to see ships floating across the sky in these tablets with open-top ships, with beings sitting on top of it. Now look up at the clouds. Now put two and two together. See, it's too easy. That, this is why humanity won't accept it. It's too easy. And when accepted, it's like, oh, my God, really? That's been there the whole time? Yes, it has. But it's really revealing itself now, so don't get down on yourself. It's revealing itself. And these trails have everything to do with it. And when it comes out, we'll find out that the trails are not the reason why no government or anybody is copying to the trails because it's not them. So it's plausible 
deniability is what they call it. They don't know what it is. They've just been told hands off. And that's why this big global warming thing is coming up and why it was brought up by Clinton quite a few times and Trump never uh, said anything about it. He never addressed it. So that's why tonight I, I address Trump because I want him to understand that this is nature. This is the environment. If we can get through to these, there, there's going to be the day that, that y'all call on me to do something about this because these beings They are nature. They are the weather. They are the atmosphere. They will decide if the earth floods. They are the ones who do that type of damage or keep everything cool. Those are the beings that do that, these elementals. So you'd want to be in touch with the people that are researching these elementals, and that's me and Brenda. And Kim, we're the ones who are really taking our time and researching these elementals so we know their, their, their attitudes, their character, their idiosyncrasies, who it is, what it is, how it relates to the ancient gods directly. The airplanes that, you know, have only one wing or no engines or whatever it is. I'm not talking about the one I posted the other day. I'm talking about many other trailing planes that, that I've seen taken pictures of. Other people have sent me pictures like, what is this? It's see-through. It's got one wing. It's got tiny little wings. It looks like a missile. Some of them look like actual serpents. Some of them are green. It's crazy. So anyway, um, so the Illuminati, we've, we've basically covered it, Bren. The Illuminati is basically started as a group who wanted to teach people to be happy by encouraging them to be good. Yeah. By eliminating their minds. Yeah, it just further down developed a very negative, due to other people's behavior, uh, developed a very negative stigma. And that's the stigma that stuck. So people who, from our perspective now, as we speak of Illuminati or being illuminated, people really need to pull their head out of that rabbit hole that's the very negative one and start looking at the true meaning of the words that we say, not of the stigma that's attached to some entity or society or some thing from a long time ago. We're not, we're not exactly. part of that. Exactly. So right. let me get ask your head you this, out of that hole. Get your head out of the hole. We're not going to say which one. Uh, it's, Brenda, it's a bloody big, long rabbit me, hole. Put it that way. Just get it the heck out of there. <laughs> yeah, just, just understand. Just look it up. Here's what Illuminati is. Here's where it started. It was people trying to be good. Okay, now, and it was people who illuminate, who were attempting to illuminate the, the world's, humanity's minds. Attempting to illuminate. Now, who does that sound like, Brenda? Who does that sound like? Sounds like us. <laughs> oh, there's our 111 number with a question. Is that Trump? Remember, somebody told us the ones are the government? Yeah. 
Well, I had all the zeros and over here. Well, that would make sense. I actually figured yeah, that well, out. Well, if it, if it is somebody who has a question, you need to go to my website, thewebsterphenomenon.com. If it is Donald Trump, I do want to speak with you. Please send me an email and the way to get a hold of you. Otherwise, just send me a car. It's not hard to find where I live. <laughs> send, send me a car. I'll, I we'll have a conference. I'm not kidding, man. I'm living to, yep, bring it. to do this. I'm living to do this. This is why I'm alive. So I can do this. So, yeah, the, the call list is going off the hook. It's flipping all over the place. Are you there, Brent? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, so what's funny is that the Illuminati is uh, was formed to illuminate humanity's minds. Now, that said, do you think that I'm out of line by saying that we are the Illuminati? No, because basically that's our perspective because we are. We're illuminating people's minds. It's up to people, like I said, to get their heads out of the rabbit holes of conspiracy theories, um, out of the, the rabbit holes of, you know, so many other things. You've got everything from, you know, the cabal to devils and demons and all sorts of shit. That's just rabbit holes. That's not when, when we're talking about being Illuminati, we're talking about being illuminated, awake, enlightened people and enlightening people's minds. And with that enlightenment comes information and with that information comes awakening, So, which is enlightening. And what do we provide? What do we provide to illuminate people? We give the we highest give information. power we there give, is. Yeah. The information information. they need to find it. Because we've proven it to ourselves before we come out here and sound like a bunch of dumbasses and be like, oh, yeah, well, we've discovered, uh, we we think that it's this or that. No, we don't think. We know. And let's extend that word no to knowledge, and that's what we provide you. So there went the the government guy uh, hung up. (laughs) So my guess is that probably was uh, Trump or one of their people because we haven't had that number for quite a while. No, that's back when so, we started, wasn't it? We had one? Yeah, yeah. Within a few weeks so, of starting, so, we know, had one? There he is again. All right, well, we're going to do this right now. We are the Illuminati right here, the Webster phenomenon. Anybody that uh, listens to us, and follows what we say and understands it and then goes out and applies it to their life, you are the Illuminati. We are creating the new reality right here on the Webster Phenomenon. We'll see you on the flip side of this.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is Patrick Webster-Small on the Webster Phenomena here with Brenda Scott in Australia. You can find more information on my website, thewebsterphenomena.com. And uh, you can also go to uh, visionaryresearch.net. And uh, you will... Uh, find that I believe it's visionary research or it's visionary therapy. Anyway, go to the WebsterPhenomena.com. What am I saying here? Go to my Facebook. Uh, you can look up the Webster Phenomena, Patrick Webster Small. Uh, you can find my public page, my private page. Uh, there's still a couple spaces on my private page, so add me up there. Uh, go to uh, Twitter and look me up, uh, Patrick Small. Uh, I think it's at Patrick W. Small. And um, I don't know. I think I have a Pinterest and a, some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many things going on, you guys, uh, that it's crazy. And I just, I'm going to, I know that was Trump. As soon as the music started, they hung up. They were done. And he had came on and came off and came on again trying to, you know, get my attention. I saw it. So it was him or one of his people. So uh, please, if you guys are listening, get a hold of me on the website, man. Go to the contact page. There's links there. Email me. We will get together. I will answer all your questions. I'm an open book on this stuff. You just have to get me in your presence. That's the deal. We'll get Brenda over there too, and we'll just we'll do this thing. We'll do this thing. So, um, all right. Bren, what I want to talk about for a second is the abundant earth. I want to talk about abundant earth. Yep. I just real. I'm going to say my spiel. Bren is going to say her spiel, then we're going to get out of here. May get out of school a little early today, <laughs> everybody. But the Webster phenomenon is so important for you to know. I, I'm just. I'm not another guy trying to promote myself. I make nothing off of this. Brenda makes nothing. Even off of the few book sales I've had, I make nothing, you guys. I pay just to have this podcast, we pay out of our pockets to give it to you. Notice there's no ads or anything on here. I've had people hit me up on it. It's just like, you know what? There's no reason to have ads on here. It's ridiculous. When I start thinking about not doing things for profit, it makes me feel so much better. The stress is the profit part of everything. Oh, okay, well, here's how I can make money. You know, like that's the basis of creation now is here's how I can make money. If you, if you don't have that intention, you know, the creations become much more pure and will benefit humanity uh, forever. So abundant earth is a not-for-profit earth. It's not a for-profit earth. We will never get there by profiting off of, an, off of one another. We will never be abundant as a whole entire planet if all we care about is profiting off of one another. Because somewhere down the line, it's inevitable that someone's going to lose and be the end of the chain. And that should be everybody's concern is that there is no end of the chain, that it's constant, it's reciprocal. 
And in this society, it's not. It always ends with some person who ends up being the dam of money and collects it all and becomes the billionaire. And it doesn't recirculate or, recipro or be reciprocal through that person. Like half or three quarters of their money. Like, why don't you just live off of what you need and provide the rest to, you know, what if he took half of his money and, and divided it up amongst Americans? That'd be awesome. We'd, that'd still be a lot of money. No, nah, that'll never happen. Never. Um, this is happening, and it has happened, that the, there's the end of the chain. And now most of the world's population is in this position. You who are listening, as long as you're not Trump, you are most likely in this position, that you're struggling or barely getting by. In other words, you're not saving up a whole bunch of money on the side and any little thing comes along, a little bump in the road, that's gone. And most people these days are even lucky to save a cent. It's just a cash flow. It's just cash flow. Both Brenda and I have, have you know, we, we have trades that we know. We're experts. And there's no way we get paid like experts. No way. So people in America who voted for a billionaire businessman, now think about it. Think about it. Now you essentially work for this man. He just acquired the biggest business he's ever acquired and a whole bunch of workers that he's going to try to bring work to. In the later history, in the, uh, recently, no president works for the people. The people work for the president. This has become very evident to many people now, that those with money have it not because they like to give. No, they have it because they like to receive. That's pretty much all religion talks about is here's how you receive. Just ask and you shall receive. Now the emphasis needs to be on giving, providing. Because in essence, what the essence of religion talks about is that we are all one. We are all God. God is within each of us, the kingdom of God is within each of us, within, meaning it's that energy, that etheric energy that runs this body, it's within, it's the soul is the true part of God that we are. In other words, we are God. That's the truth. And the idea is to take care of ourself. And when we realize that the next person is self, just a different version of self, then we realize that giving is so important to the whole, to me. It's important to me to give to you because then it makes me better. It seems like this society only wants to see the guy beaten down because that means that I'm up if you're down. Well, like I said before, we are only as good as the lesser of us. 
we are only as good as the least person, the person that has the least. We are all that person. Whether you experience it in this plane, that may not matter, but realize that this plane is short. This life is short. And when you go to the other side, you will be conscious. And you will know what you did here. And you will go over it with a fine-tooth comb. That is no BS. Your life here does extend past your death. Death is just the entrance into the next phase of this experience. So that's why it's so important to know about this experience that you're in right now. And that this is the time for enlightenment. When you gain this perspective, you gain, uh, uh, you gain your headgear for the next, for the next, you gain your glasses for the next reality. And I'm even talking about as you pass over into the next plane, that you will not be confused about what's going on like most people are when they get there. You will be awakened. Starting to understand what awakened is, because most people say, oh, man, you're awakened. Oh, I'm awake as can be. I'm beyond awakened. Don't even know what you're talking about. No clue. Just figuring if you say it, it may help you understand it. I totally get that. There's nothing wrong with it, but you don't know what you're doing. Listen to us. We know what's going on with the sky and nature and all that. We are truly attempting to help humanity for no pay. Our pay will come in the end. Not worried about it. Totally believe, and I don't even have to believe. I know. We're good. So abundant earth, everybody. Without giving more than one receives, there is no reciprocation of wealth. And it all stops with one man, with one who wants you not to have it, wants you not to have it. Without the contrast of levels of wealth, Trump would be no different than you and I. Without the contrast of wealth and poor, Trump would be no different. People make deals to take money out of other people's pocket. You just have to remember that. That's what business actually is. It's taking from somebody. I know it doesn't work in this society to just give as a business. Of course it doesn't. But that's not the case. We're here to change this world. Growth, man. We need growth. And what we need to grow is automation of things to free up humanity from this slave labor work thing. So many of our jobs could just be done by an intelligent machine. Is that going to lead to the next thing where machines take over? Maybe. But the idea is that we evolve as humans, that the human mind as a whole evolves past this slave labor crap. Everybody working for 15 bucks an hour, come on, come on. That's ridiculous. So many people work for 15 bucks an hour happy about it. And if you get some perks, some bennies, it's like, oh, gosh, man, what, am I king today? Oh, please. 
Remember, free the free world means that humans are free. Not that we can just make the choice to go to which doctor we want or which store we want to buy our stuff from or what product we want to buy or the candidate we are forced to vote for. No, automation, man. Automation. So read the Celestine prophecy and the Celestine vision. And you'll learn about how what I'm talking about, about automation and how it's going to help humanity free themselves up so we can start working on our insides and the planet Earth and take care of this baby like it's our, like it's our baby because it is. We've been handed this globe and what we do, man? Ah, let's just rape it. We're no worse than the, than the aliens that came on Independence Day. We're no, we're no different than them. We just live here already. Once we eat up this earth, we're going to be looking for another world too. Just remember, man, we can create a better world. It's up to us. It's not up to a government or anybody. It's up to us. I'm not saying to do anything, revolt or anything. I want to work with Trump on this, man. I want to work with Trump. I want to stand up and, and march to work with Trump. Because inevitably, he is the president of the U.S. Let's work with all the leaders. Let's work with the U.N. Let's work with everybody out there. We are the Illuminati. We are illuminating this planet. That's no BS. In the future, we will be in the history books. We're making history right now. This is how it is made. It's always very subtle at first. We are making history. So those of you who are smart enough to be listening to this broadcast and you followed your intuition because your intuition told you, yes, these people are right. This resonates with me unbelievably. I see it all the time in my, in my outside vision, yet I don't accept it. Now your mind is like, oh, this is the answer. It is the answer. These beings are all over your background, and now you're going to understand them so you can understand what's going on in all other realities. It's time, everybody. So that's what I'm fighting for, man. I'm fighting for Earth. Trump, get a hold of me. Contact me. Uh, Brenda, do you have any last words for this broadcast? We're wrapping it up, baby. Okay. I basically just want to say to everybody there, you know, be patient with one another, love one another, help each other. I mean, irregardless of your situation there in the States now, who you voted for, it really does not matter. The point now is to move forward and for everybody to be, you know, supporting one another. And that's, that's what it's all about. You know, what we're, you know, coming into a new world or whatever we're going to be doing, we need to be in support of each other. And that's, that's basically what we should all be doing. Doesn't matter what our race is, doesn't matter what our, gender persuasion is it doesn't matter about any of those things it's just human to human we should all care about one another and take care of each other well said Bren and thank you for taking your time today to be with us on this podcast to be with me uh, as my co-host as you do uh, during every podcast Uh, I really appreciate it and thank you for all your research and everything that you do for the, you are the, the biggest supporter of the Webster phenomenon. Thank you. 
I enjoy being here right. and I enjoy doing it and giving the information out. Absolutely, and you're damn good at it too, Bryn. We will see you on our next show. We're going to have a huddle up after this show and figure out when our next show is going to be. Uh, and we will let you know. Uh, we will try to have a Thanksgiving show for uh, all our U.S. people, and then, uh, of course, we'll have a Chris, some kind of a Christmas show. And we'll have a couple in between. We're going to start something new. I want to just uh, bring you some new things like reading uh, certain excerpts from, from books that uh, basically I'll bring you the best parts of books. And um, that may be a, a separate broadcast or something that I can do during the week or uh, however we decide to work that out. But I'm just trying to bring you guys more and more information because you need it. That's what this is about. You're all out there looking on, not all of you, but many are stuck in YouTube, on YouTube. And I even have videos on YouTube. So go to One Radio Universe on YouTube, One number one, Radio Universe. And look up my videos. I have tons of them. And also on my personal page, I have tons of live Facebook live videos that I've done that I'm showing the sky and clouds and ETs as I'm talking. So I have tons of information out there. Please, you guys, search it out. Find it. Patrick Webster Small, One Radio Universe, thewebsterphenomenon.com. Really, go get it, man. It's time. And uh, President-elect Trump, I will be talking to you soon. We're going to get together. We're going to powwow, have some coffee, have some coffee talk. We're going to do this. I'm, I'm a fun guy, too, so we'll have, to, we'll have some fun, and I'll, we'll, I'll actually make you smile. I promise. Because you need to smile every once in a while, bro. <laughs> uh, I know you can, but, uh, you know, it's a – what you what you took on is extremely serious, but I'll help you smile while we're going over some of the most serious stuff you've ever seen in your life, and I'm sure you're already dealing with that. Good luck to you, man. I hope that you uh, bring all kinds of wonderful joy to to all of the world by with your experience, and everybody pull together. World, we're going to make this place abundant. It's up to each of us to take care of the next. It's up to each of us. We have to do this. This world is so abundant. There's enough food and there's enough resources for everybody for us to live without stress. And we can all do this. We just have to pick each other up and uh, give, give everybody a smile. And, and Really, the, the, the main thing is love Mother Earth, man. Mother Earth, if it wasn't for you, Mother Earth, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have the background to our scenario. And that's the truth. Really think about that tonight, you guys, as you're, or today at the rest of the day, wherever you are. Think about how Mother Earth is in every inch of your vision when your eyes are open and in every inch of your mind when your eyes are closed. And that is the background for your experience. We need to take care of of, the, of our baby here. All right, Patrick Webster Small, Brenda Scott from Australia, Patrick Webster Small from Utah, United States, and this is the Webster Phenomena. We will see you next time, and always remember, be good humans. Carry on, Bye.